MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. For decades, humans have been trying to not only find other planets for us to destroy, but also intelligent life for us to colonize. And we've tried everything. You know, we've sent out deep space probes. We sent out radio waves. Uh, In the 50s, we sent like a bunch of dogs and monkeys for some reason. But now, after decades of no luck, NASA has decided to take things up a notch. NASA scientists plan to send pictures of naked humans into space, hoping to catch the attention of aliens. Nudes will come with an invitation to respond. Pictures aren't graphic, just a drawing of a naked man and a woman next to a picture of DNA. NASA revealed this as part of a project called Beacon in the Galaxy to send a message to any alien civilizations. Okay. First things first. They've gotta hire more women over at NASA because only dudes would think the best way to introduce yourself is with unsolicited nudes. Hey, aliens, you up there? What are we doing? Those aliens are gonna be really upset that they turned on their airdrop for everyone in the galaxy. But also, but also, but also, if you are going to send nudes, why would you send these nudes? Let me tell you something, man. If I was an alien, no way in hell I'm coming to this planet. (laughs) Like, if someone sent me these nudes and they said, hey, you up? I'd be like, I am so far from up. (laughs) I'm in a coma. I will never be up again. I mean, look at this thing. Feels like you're sexting with an Atari. What is that, huh? (laughs) The woman doesn't even have a nose. Look at that shit. Think about what we're saying. Either this planet has zero technology because this is how they draw themselves or this is how they actually look. Either way, I'm not coming. I'm not coming. That's a terrible thing to say. Like maybe if I was like a 13 year old alien, I could make that work. Yeah, you know what I mean? But but how are these the news that we're sending to aliens? If we want aliens to get interested, don't send them an Etch-A-Sketch drawing. Send them coupons for OnlyFans. Come on, man. Get them in the game. And you know, honestly, Even if the aliens are interested, I think we've gotta be careful. This is sending the wrong idea about us into the galaxy. Just imagine for a second, the very first thing we send to aliens is naked photos? What, are we only trying to make contact with the horniest aliens in the universe? Yeah, no wonder every time they abduct someone, they probe their butts. We're sending out the wrong vibe. You understand how scary this is? You know what's gonna happen here, right? The aliens are gonna get here and they're just gonna expect to smash immediately, yeah. And then they're gonna be disappointed. Yeah, imagine if someone you've never even met before texted you nudes and then you go there and they're like, cool, now that you're here, I want to introduce you to Joe Biden. (laughs) That is the worst catfishing ever. They'll blow up our planet just for that. Come you old horny horny and they'll be like, take us to your leader, we're here to smash. (laughs) Now we're in trouble. Yeah, the only way that would work out is if the aliens come and Trump is president. Yeah, no, 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 because if there's one thing I'll tell you about Trump, he'd shit out of those aliens. He'd be like, I don't know what they have down there, but I'm grabbing it. I'm grabbing it. Come here, aliens. We should actually hope. 
we actually should hope that this only reaches the hor horny aliens. Because you realize how offensive this is gonna be if it just ends up in front of a normal alien, they are gonna be so pissed off. <laughs> Sheila! <laughs> Sheila! Those earth permits left pornography on the lawn! <laughs> yes, I'm sure it's not my pornography! You know I wouldn't be yanking my floor flex to a drawing of two hairless monkeys! <laughs> Yeah, I mean, one doesn't even have a nose, Sheila. Come on, you know what I'm into, and it's not this crap. Plus, I don't need pornography. I only need you. You know I love you, baby. I love you, Sheila. For decades now, humans have been obsessed with trying to get to Mars. Why? Well, we just want to see what it's like, you know? It's not like there's anything wrong with Earth. We just want to see what's going on out there, you know? Yeah, it's the same way your dad is currently looking for apartments. The marriage is fine, he just, <laughs> he just needs a place to hang, you know? The important thing is that it's not your fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> anyway, the point is, humans are desperate to find out everything we can about Mars. You know, did it used to have water? Can it support life? Can it be gentrified? And now, <laughs> thanks to NASA, we've discovered something amazing on the red planet. NASA says its Ingenuity Mars helicopter recently discovered and surveyed the debris from the agency's Perseverance rover mission on Mars one year ago. NASA photos show both the parachute that helped the rover land on Mars as well as the cone-shaped back shell that protected it during its fiery descent toward the Martian surface on February 18th, 2021. NASA says being able to look at some of the components that enabled the rover to get safely to the Martian surface could provide valuable insights for future missions. That's it? Wait, are you kidding me? That, that's NASA's big discovery on Mars is some garbage that they left there? <laughs> Why are you announcing, what do you, like I expect this shit from a five-year-old, not the greatest space agency in the world. Look, mommy, I found a poop in the toilet. That's your poop, you <laughs> idiot. What? How is NASA proud that we left trash on Mars? Think about that, huh? If anything, we should be embarrassed. The first thing we do on another planet is litter? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's good to set expectations early, but still, guys. <laughs> can you imagine what the Martians think of us right now? Sheila! Sheila! The two-legged freaks came back again and left more trash! I swear to Glorp, if they move here, we're going to Venus! Yeah, I don't care if it's further from your sister. At least it doesn't have these shaved monkeys showing up and leaving their shit on our lawn! I would love some tea. Thank you, honey. Blasting off just got a whole new meaning. Listen to this. NASA scientists are researching the behavior of sperm in space. They sent samples aboard the Falcon 9 rocket last week. Scientists want to know whether humans would be able to reproduce in microgravity. Wow, NASA is experimenting with space sperm. That's one small step for man, one giant load of mankind. Yeah, I, I think we finally got to the bottom of what those ink blotches were in Arrival. Yeah, those aliens were literally coming in peace. That's all they were doing. <laughs> they were communicating with us. And, and now NASA says that this is the first sperm in space, right? And I bet every dude astronaut is like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, first, yeah. Come on, man. men have been in space for almost 60 years now. There's no ways in hell this is the first space sperm. 
You put a dude in a hotel room, within five minutes, he's jacked off twice. You know these guys are in the space station. As soon as they got there, they're just like, oh, oh. Honestly, I think NASA needs to slow its roll. Because I don't know if you've realized this. Just consider how all of this looks if you're an alien. First, humans send up telescopes to creepily watch them from afar, right? And then we sent up mixtapes. And then we sent up nudes. And now we're sending sperm. <laughs> like, at this point, it just feels like we're sexually harassing aliens. That's what it feels like. I wouldn't be surprised if our first contact was the aliens coming down and just saying, like, hey, take a hint. We're not interested. <laughs> hashtag me too. Hashtag Glorbzard. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. show. My guest tonight is a former NASA astronaut and New York Times bestselling author who's here to talk about his latest book, Moonshot, a NASA astronaut's guide to achieving the impossible. Please welcome Mike Massimino. Okay, I, I, yeah. am, I am a huge space nerd, okay? So am uh, I. My, most of my tattoos are space-related from Voyager oh. 1 on. I uh, knew when I was backstage that I needed to, like, come up with very smart, engaging questions for you. You've cool. been to space twice, and yep. so I wrote a bunch of them down, but I just got to ask you how f- cool it is to go to space. It is. Awesome? Uh, it's, it's pretty f- cool. <laughs> yes! <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah. I- I would say the coolest part, though, of it was getting a chance to spacewalk. You know, it's pretty cool inside yeah. the spaceship. You're doing some work and looking out the window, floating around. It's kind of cool. But you go outside in a spacesuit. Now the whole world opens up to you. You can see the planet and how beautiful it is. Mm-hmm. And when I first saw the planet from a spacewalk, you can, you can kind of see it in its entirety. You see the curvature of it. And I thought to myself, it's so beautiful. I, I, the, it's more beautiful than human eyes can withstand. I, I shouldn't be oh, looking wow. at this. And I actually turned my head. Don't look at it. And then I said, you idiot, of course you're supposed to look at it. What else are you going to get here? So I, I looked again, and I, start, I just can't, got overcome with emotion. I started to tear up a little bit, Cal. Yeah. And then I got petrified because if you introduce water into your spacesuit, it could cause a problem, oh, and there would be an investigation, and I'd have to admit that I was crying. <laughs> and there's no crying in space. Your friends will make fun of you. But the, the third time I looked, at the thought that went through my mind was, uh, this is a view from heaven. This is a heavenly view. And then it was replaced by another thought, which was, this is what heaven must look like. I think we're living in an absolute paradise. You can also see the thinness of the atmosphere. You were talking about global warming. You know, that atmosphere, that thin line, if you think of the Earth as an onion, Mm -hmm. that top thin layer of the onion is the size relationship of our atmosphere to the rest of our planet. That's the only thing that's keeping us alive. You know, you look the other direction, you see the Earth here, and you look out here and you see the darkness. kind of cool. You Mm -hmm. see stars. 
we checked out the neighborhood, man. We got nowhere to go. <laughs> we, we've got to make this planet work. When you're, I mean, when, when you're up there, look, you, uh, you gave me chills when you were talking about that. When, yeah. you, when you look at the world, I think most of us, you know, we feel like things are kind of shitty right now. You know, the, there are a lot of problems. Yeah. Do you have hope when you're up there and you look at things? It sounds like you, you only focused oh, I, on the I, beauty. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think you see the earth the way it's supposed to be seen from that vantage point. You just, you just see this beautiful creation. And I have the sense, I really do believe we're living in a paradise. Now, people will mess it up, right? We, we, we do lots of bad things to each other, and there's a lot of bad stuff going on. But I think there is that possibility for, for happiness and love and beauty. And we should try to remember that every day. Every day I try to remember that view mm -hmm. and apply it here on Earth. You know, whether I'm on the New York City subway or I'm looking at the ocean, you know, wherever it is, there's beauty everywhere. You, I, I, I was reading this, you, you got rejected from the NASA space yeah. program three times? That's like, right. Did you have a plan that at a certain point you were going to give up, or, or how did you persevere through No, that? I'd still be trying now, I think. Okay. I don't think, I was, at first, so NASA uh, puts out a call for astronaut applications every couple of years. They still do that, for yeah. those who are interested. First time I applied, I got a letter back that said no, uh -huh. right? Uh, I applied again, and I got another letter back a few years after that first time that said no with an exclamation point. <laughs> Uh, but I kept trying. Third time, I got an interview. So the interview is not just an interview, but it's also uh, a bunch of medical exams. And I was medically disqualified because of my eyesight. I couldn't pass the medical exam, the eye, the eye exam. Yeah. And uh, it was pretty disheartening because once you're disqualified, they said they wouldn't even read my application again. And they didn't accept any medical procedures. But I found out about vision training. So little okay. kids, when their eyes are still developing, if they have eye issues, they can go through training and improve their eye muscles and their vision. And I made an appointment with an optometrist, and she sees me sitting in a chair, and she goes, you know, I've never worked with an adult. And I said, Dr. Hopping, I can be so immature, you won't know the difference. <laughs> Please, I begged her to help me. And she did, and I was able to pick up a couple lines just so I could try again. At least I could yeah. submit again. And I got another interview, and then I got picked on the fourth try. Wow. So I'd still be going at That's it now. That's awesome. Wow. You know, when... When I was in seventh grade, yeah. I went to space camp. Right. I was the shuttle commander at space camp. Oh. I wanted to be an astronaut, and yeah. then they told me there the whole vision thing at the time. At the time. I wore yeah. contact lenses. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I guess I can't be an astronaut. And then later I was like, oh, also I'm bad at science and math. So, like, that's probably oh, yeah, but the other part of it. You should never but. let things stop you from at least trying, that's though. That's true. Well, that's you why know, I'm here. There you go. Yeah. See that. You know, there you are. I picked you a different, know, you know the different career. Yeah. There you go. I, you, uh, you, you recently, I think, uh, commended uh, Congress for um, uh, investigating UFOs, uh, uh, or yeah. at least sort of reporting yeah, no, on, think, yeah, on all of that. Yeah. And I, whenever I see these stories on TV, I feel like everybody just thinks of, like, aliens coming down here, right? Yeah. And no one ever talks about the difference between life that, that seems to exist, Drake Equation and all of mm -hmm. that out there, versus intelligent life and the possibility that intelligent life could have visited mm -hmm. us. Can you walk us through what each of those things are and why there's so much hype around it? I, I think, well, the, the, the congressional thing, what NASA's been doing is looking into UAPs. They used to be UFOs. I kind of like UFO, yeah. right? But now they're uh, UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. And so they put together a pretty good uh, committee on that, very, very reputable people. And they, they came up that, with the finding that about 95% of the sightings can be explained. But there's still that 5% we don't know what it is. That doesn't mean it's E.T. coming to visit. Yeah. You know, it's probably a weather phenomenon or maybe some other aircraft they don't recognize or a drone or something. So I think it's good they're trying to find out what that 5% of, of whatever they, they don't know is yet yeah. that's flying around here. The, the intelligent life versus the signs of life, the intelligent life is like E.T. showing up. 
Uh, there's no real evidence of that happening yet. Okay. And we don't really have the ability to go that far to find anybody. So they got to come find us. We need, you know, they need whoever it is. They've got to come and find us. I think that day will probably happen sometime. It hasn't happened yet. But the, the search for life, even within our own solar system, which I find very intriguing, we thought that, like, for example, the way out at the end of our solar system, some of the moons that are out there around Jupiter, we thought they were just frozen blocks of ice. Mm -hmm. And what we find is that they're warmer than we expected, and there's probably oceans underneath that ice. And we think that life began in the oceans here on our planet, so who knows what could be going on there. Probably not any real life that we would think or intelligent life. But even just those building blocks being that close to us, I think gives us hope that there's probably somebody else out there. There are billions of galaxies with billions of stars in each, most of which have multiple planets orbiting around those stars. I, I think, I, don't, I can't imagine we're the only ones here in the universe, but we still haven't found each other yet. That's as really exciting. I mean, I hope we do in our oh, lifetime. Sorry, I'd that'd be very be, excited when that happens. Really... That's going to be big news. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you <laughs> well, huge news. I mean, I, I was secretly just hoping you I, you roll in here like, all right, let me tell you something. No, no I don't have in anything. the program, I can tell you what yeah, I saw. Yeah, no, I wish I could. No, I have nothing like that. Oh, that's fine. Well, fine. Um, uh, big news, man. I think it's going hard to cover that one up. You know, I yeah, think yeah, it's yeah, going yeah. we're going to find yeah, out we'll about it. Yeah, we'll know when we know. I, I agree. Mike Massimino, everybody. Uh, thank you. Explore more shows from The Daily Show podcast universe by searching The Daily Show wherever you get your podcasts. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.